ಅರ್ಧನಮುತ್ತಮ ರಶ್ಮಿಮಂತ ಸಮುದ್ಯಂತ ದೇವಾಸುರ ನಮಸ್ಕೃತ ಪೂಜಯಸ್ವಿವಸ್ವಂತ ಭಾಸ್ಕರ ಭುವನೇಶ್ವರ ಸಹವೀರ್ಯಂಕರವಾವಹೈ ತೇಜಸ್ವಿನಾವದಸ್ಮಾವಿದ್ವಿಷಾವಹೈ ಓಂ ಶಾಂತಶಾಂತಶಾಂತಿ ಗುರುರ್ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ಗುರುರ್ವಿಷ್ಣು ಗುರುರ್ದೇವೋ ಮಹೇಶ್ವರ ಗುರುರೇವ ಪರಂ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ತಸ್ಮೈ ಶ್ರೀಗುರವೇ ನಮಃ ಸದಾಶಿವ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಮಧ್ಯಮ ಅಸ್ಮದಾಚಾರ್ಯಪರ್ಯಂತ ವಂದೇ ಗುರುಪರಂಪರಾಂಸಿದ್ಧಾಂತೋಚರಂತಮಗೋಚರ ಗೋವಿಂದ ಪರಮಂದ ಸದ್ಗುರು ಪ್ರಣತಸ್ಮ್ಯಹಂ ಸದ್ಗುರು ಪ್ರಣತಸ್ಮ್ಯಹಂ ಸೊ ಯಸ್ಟರ್ಡೇ ವಿ ಸಾ 
फ्रॉम दी श्रुति वाक्य न कर्मणा न प्रजया धनेन त्यागे नैके अमृतत्व मानसु दिस कॉन्सेप्ट रिफ्लेक्टिंग इन द सेवेन्थ श्लोक अमृतत्व न आशा अस्ति वित्तेने वित्तेन इति एव हि श्रुति ब्रवीति कर्मणो मुक्ते अहेतुत्वम स्फुटम यतहा वी आल्सो वेंट थ्रू द लॉजिक एस टू व्हाई थ्रू द फील्ड ऑफ एक्शंस वी वुड ऑलवेज सेट आवरसेल्स अप ओनली फॉर डिसअपॉइंटमेंट्स एंड फ्रस्ट्रेशन बिकॉज थ्रू एक्शन वी कैन नेवर एवर फाइंड हैप्पीनेस which is the main crux of the famous shloka of bhagavad gita karmanye vadhikaraste ma phaleshu kadachana karmani eva adhikarahate performing and executing the actions is our adhikar because we are performing the actions which each experience becomes the building block of our own life but through these actions what do we invariably expect we expect immense amount of joy and happiness ma phaleshu kadachana kadachana very emphatically said never ever the phala that we are anticipating through the karma would ever be the result that which we are anticipating which is happiness and this beautiful shloka has been reduced to a cliched statement that what is karma yoga do your best leave the rest Bhagwan Krishna must be dancing there his Tandava second time in his life. Do you know the first time he danced? It was on the Kaliya. And the second time when the crux or the very seed format of Bhagavad Gita, which is Karmanyavadhikaraste, that is being reduced to a statement: "Do your best and leave the rest." Just because it. it it uh, feels like a good sound bite it does not necessarily have to mean that it has an emphatic influence or meaningfulness in it so the second sentence there ma phaleshu kadachana in no terms reflects leave the rest it just says that which we are anticipating day after day experience after experience which is a sense of joy contentment satisfaction can never be found in that karma whatever we find are small bits of joy which are very temporary and transitory in nature even before that joy can unfold there is already a fear that develops that what will happen after this 
after this joy has come and gone, what will happen? And because it has been in such repetitive process, that we don't even pause to enjoy things in life. We just keep accumulating experiences after experiences. One of the basic needs, food. We don't even have time to spend on the table to have a good, nice meal. It's like you're on a gunpoint and it is shoved in. And sometimes we don't even have time to you know, shove it in. We just carry it forward into our drive. And it is you know, breakfast, lunch, dinner on the dashboard. Joys come, but we don't even have time to enjoy it because we have a Vyanika Buddhi. We have made ourselves, conditioned ourselves with a Vyanika Buddhi. What is Vyanika Buddhi? Vyapara Buddhi. Every day, the Vyapari, the businessman, has to draw a balance sheet, the bottom line. So what does our mind do? It goes there, starts evolving or developing these different experiences. And through these different experiences, little, little, little joy accumulated. And the cumulative effort, cumulative effect of it, we consider that as a successful day if I have had enough number of joyful moments. Where the scriptures are saying that instead of running after these smaller imp uh, impermanent joys, we can aim for that which is permanent. And not finding it, we find our lives disappointing. Na asha asti. There is no hope whatsoever to find happiness through karma. And this is such a strong conditioning that the moment we step out of this place, what is it that runs our day? This action done, this task done, this to-do list done, next thing. Why? By fulfilling it, maybe I'll find some joy somewhere. On the flip side, we have become experts. Not just PhD, but we have become postdoc experts. That when I don't find that happiness, I hold the environment, the people, the society, the nation, responsible for my lack of happiness. My sense of dejection is because of all these other factors. It's been ingrained in us. And that has to be changed. So continuing, Adi Shankaracharya says in the 8th shloka, Repeat after me. Ato vimuktyai prayateta vidvan. Ato vimuktyai prayateta vidvan. Sanyas tabahyartha sukhas prahasan. Sanyas yabahyartha sukha 
स्पृहसन सतम महा समुपेत्यदेशिक सतम महा समुपेत्यदेशिक आदिशंकरचार्यलोकाइंगलस्ट्रेट how this beautiful opportunity of being a human being is literally wasted upon that you have to use the strong word that not using this opportunity is truly committing suicide atmahatya sahi eva atmah therefore what should we do this is vimuktyai prayate ta vidwan what is a true sign of vidvatvam wisdom the true sign of wisdom is to understand that we are trapped in our own entrapments and that we have to quickly prayateta prayateta yatna is to put effort prayatna to put a comprehensive effort sometimes we hear something very inspirational and not i'm not even talking about spiritual stuff say about taking care of your own health you either hear something inspirational see something inspirational or something happens to a friend or something and then in, it suddenly lights a bulb in our head man i should also take care of my health i should not land in that condition how long does that yatna last the very next day warm up exercise and never ever ran for the last 2 3 4 years go out there jog for 5 miles a whole day the glutes are hurting thighs are hurting knees are hurting calves are hurting the next day what happens uh, i'll do it from tomorrow <laughs> and that tomorrow never comes yatnavantaha they have put an effort but not prayatnavantaha not a comprehensive effort you cannot jump out there and suddenly try uh, try to you know make a whole lot of a difference but whatever that little effort consistently has to be done so you want to eat a plate full meal you cannot just take up everything and then you know download everything at one shot what do we do one morsel at a time one mouthful at a time 
and before we realize uh, like a kumbhakarana we have finished and there was a chip packet and in texas the chips packet is not uh, they have party size weekend party size and you are sitting there watching something some debate happening and you opened that packet and you are yourself in disbelief i will i will not finish this whole thing i know i have control and you start when do you stop you look at that bag now this is it's finished See, even food when we eat we cannot you know downpour everything it's one bite at a time similarly in life when we have to bring in some consistent considerable change in life it has to be in small doables but consistent doables that it becomes a habit first then once it becomes a habit then extend that habit for a longer duration once it becomes a longer duration then you start building the exercise to tone yourself to the next level and you cannot suddenly start uh, the exercise uh, you know next day tomorrow you wake up and uh, you have your uh, not escalator what do you call that treadmill huh. you cannot start the treadmill on the seventh level inclination at uh, 10 miles per hour and then start by two minutes you'll be tired you have to build that up so prayatna meaning some something which you have to do in a comprehensive manner not as a knee-jerk effect if we are truly wise and we understand where we are caught up vimuktyai to liberate from that which we are caught up in so what do we have to do don't get scared by the next word sanyasta sanyasta give up everything and join me so tomorrow i'll have ochre robes ready all of you give up and join the ochre band giving up has got a wrong connotation because Vedanta never talks about giving up from the meaning or standpoint of running away or dropping out of our own responsibilities what does giving up mean in karma yoga Bhagwan very beautifully describes it 
as to what is to be given up. There is a little formula. Plus karta equals karma. Act plus doership equals action. What has to be given up? From the karma, we have to remove the karta. Simple mathematics, Baba. 2 plus 3 equals... Okay, good. 5. 5 minus what equals 2? 5 minus... 3 equals 2. So from the karma, what are we doing? Taking this karta on the other side. So what remains in the equation? Karya, the act still remains. But we consider that the act being dropped is called sannyasa. If you think that the Act being dropped is sannyasa. I'll open up a few roles. Follow me for three days. And you'll say, that family life is better. The first day when I came to Dallas, 15 years ago, Two days after, Guruji also visited. <clears throat> so introducing to the congregation was done. Then we had a board meeting. I was introduced to the board. Board was introduced to me. And then Guruji looked at me and he said, in the office out there, he looked at me and he said, so this Dallas is your responsibility now. And uh, whatever you Dallas has 1.76 million debt. That is your responsibility. Coming fresh from India. At that time, it was 50 for $1. I was immediately calculating 1.76 million times 50 equals these. Itere zare karod. And literally, I was, I was living in this very building then. I could not sleep for two days. <laughs> Let's take a different perspective. When you're le leading a, a family life, how much square footage house that you have to take care of? Average 3,000, 3,500 square foot house. Average? Okay. When you take to this life, this facility is about 17,000 square feet. Chitrakoot is about 24,000 square feet. As if that was not sufficient. We purchased our 140 acres, not anymore in square footage, 140 acres. 
See, there are a lot of volunteers. But then if something goes wrong, there should be somebody that it has to be hanged on to, right? In my native language, it is called Papala Bhairavudu. Everything has to be hanged on to someone, somebody responsible. And of another session, another facility. It, it, it looks greener on the other end, as they say. And therefore, it is best advised. One beautiful saying that I read somewhere, it said, learning to flower where you are potted. You're already there. Learn how to flower from it. And therefore, our rishis have given the best example is of the Padma, the lotus flower. <clears throat> Where does it usually grow? In the murkiest of the waters. Growing up, when Navaratri time used to come, we were about eight, nine of us who were uh, drafted for gathering thousand lotuses per day so the evening itself we would go into the murky ponds in the vicinity and start gathering them and you cannot go in a tuxedo to gather that lotuses it's a beautiful flower but the place where it grows is not that very pretty murkiest waters and the lotus does not complain. Oh Lord, you are expecting me to bring the best out of me. What kind of environment have you given me? This is not fair. If you want to give the best, if you want me to bring out the best, then the environment has to be good. As the local political officials to come and clean this up. No, there is no such complaint from the lotus. Wherever it is, however murky it is, in spite of that murkiness around, it brings out its best without complaining, without nagging about its environments. Another example from our Puranas is Prahlada. If you look at it from today's uh, vocabulary, Prahlada would have said, uh, you know, I have gone through the worst childhood trauma. Why my own father was hell-bent upon killing me. And he did not spare a single method that was known. In fact, invented few new methods to find a method to kill me. He had no darkness in him, like many psychoanalysts would put it, that if you have gone through a, a very tormented childhood, that you would grow up to become, a, what do you call them, a psychopath. Why? Because of the trauma that you have gone through. He never had any such banner of complaints. 
Instead, he used the entire environment to bring the best out of him. Not run away. That is called prayatna. To have a good understanding of the environment that we are in, face the responsibilities and to grow to the next level. Instead of seeing these responsibilities as burden, as bricks of burden, these are the people who have a comprehensive understanding to put those bricks to build bridges to reach to the next level, rather than allowing it to weigh them down. That is called prayatna. When we have that opportunity, to make use of it with a comprehensiveness. Sanyasta, to understand what has to be given up. Bahyartha sukha spruha san. The wrong conviction that my happiness is out there somewhere. That concept, that conditioning, that conviction has to be given up. When I was living in the house behind Saket, I used to go out for a run. So one day, an elderly lady from the street, right around this corner, she was searching. And not that I had known her well, but you know, when we go out for a walk, hi, and that was it. A nod, a smile. When I was walking in for the pravachan, I did my pravachan. And at nine o'clock, as I was stepping out, she was still there, you know, searching in that lawn area, that grassy area. So I also joined her. My assumption was that if she is searching for something, it must be something very prominent that you start searching and it will be found. Meanwhile, looking at me search, couple of them who had come for the pravachan, they also stepped out of their car and said, can we help? And they started searching. One of them was very intelligent. He said, what are we searching for? So they looked at me for an answer because I was there. They stepped out because I was there. So I, instead of giving an answer, I looked at her and said, what are we searching for? So she said, oh, I lost the key for my house. I said, key. They searched for another five minutes, every nook and corner in that place, up and down, right and left. And again, that intelligent fellow, he said, where did you lose it? Did you go to a shop or something, you know, forgot there or was it in your bag or where did you lose it? Can you recollect? Sir, I know very clearly where I lost it, she said. said where? Right in front of my house. It was down the lane. I said, why are you searching here? 
my front porch you know, the, there is the light the bulb is gone the nearest place where there was light i started searching for it then everybody give, gave her a look and then looked at me also uska to batti nahi jala aapka kya hua You should have at least inquired where, where did she lose it. Is she putting an effort? Oh yeah, she was putting an effort. Was she sincere in her effort? She was sincere in her effort. Was it comprehensive? Question mark. She was searching with the right effort, right attitude, the right thing to be searched or sought. But in a wrong place. As much as we have a smile when we heard that she was searching here because there was light. Our lives, our experience is nothing better. We are also searching for the right thing. I need happiness. Good. Day in and day out, I'm toiling for it. Good. Where am I searching for it? I'm searching for it as if out there in the world, there is something, someone, some place, some vastu, that suddenly I will come across, which will give me this abundance of happiness. So that conviction has to be given up. That my happiness is out there somewhere. My happiness is not out there somewhere. And the moment I enter into the outside world, expecting my happiness through the people, through the environment, through the experiences and through the vastu, then I am the one who is going to be left disappointed and agitated. See, when we stay at the ashram while conducting the yap course, there would be a couple of them, there would, you know, on weekends especially, they would say, can we come visit? So they would come and pay visit. I said, ah, oh, this is so serene. So beautiful. I can feel the vibrations here. Can we stay here? Be my guest. That very evening, or even, you know, it has not even been a sunset. Swamiji, there are a lot of mosquitoes here. What happened to that positivity, surge of positivity and uh, all the beautiful things that you are enumerating? Now that is all, all fine, but these mosquitoes I tell you. And there are a lot of bugs. 
we have created a space in their house. There will be bugs. And this elderly gentleman said, do you get a newspaper here? I wanted to check on my stock. My cell phone also network is not working here. Do you have internet? Do you have password? Wi-Fi password? What happened to that surge of positivity? We go searching for it in places, in different times, in different environments, different people. See, when, when this whole world, the gamut of this matrix of experiences is called samsara. And the one who is pursuing in that samsara is called a samsari. Do you know who is a samsari? At different stages of life, the one who is holding on to samsari. While you are young, holding on to mother sari. After you have grown to an age, wives. At the end of the life, you feel sorry. Who is a samsari? Samyak saram yaha. Saram, essence. That who is searching, seeking for that essence. But unfortunately, in the wrong places. Such one is called samsari. That conviction has to be changed once and for all. When do we become a seeker? If you compete with me for number of lines that you can put on your forehead. Many Americans, when I you know, go like this, uh, what, what does that mean? So I tell them, you know, in my life, the color, clothes, nothing changes. It's always this. Only place where I have a little uh, liberty to do little change is on my forehead. So therefore, I keep designing my billboard. Does spirituality increase by the number of lines that are drawn on the forehead? Different colors, yellow, red, white, green, pink. Uh, somebody's t-shirt was, uh, brave men wear pink. I'm also searching for pink kumkum. I can put, I'm also brave. Does that, that these colors and these patterns are what does it make it spiritual? Does it make that individual a seeker? I also meditate. What they mean is with a lot of effort, change their position from horizontal to vertical and continue the same process. 
does that make that person that individual a seeker because what we are anticipating is a shortcut where suddenly there is some kind of a revelation that happens and my life changes and people go to such an extent wherein they even say there was this person he said swamiji can i have your right hand I said okay can you put it on my head I said, uh, uh, why? I said, your positive energy will go into my, I'll have sudden change in life. We are expecting some miraculous changes to happen in life. So I tell, if by putting my hand on your head will make you a seeker, then both my hands, both my legs, I'll put it on my own head. Why your head? If it had that kind of positivity in it, if a miracle can ever happen. When is a seeker born? When that seeker, when that individual understands clearly that my happiness is not out there in the world my sense of happiness is independent of the outside environment the moment the individual understands this conviction that is a day to celebrate that is a day to remember that is a day worthwhile because a seeker is born then I don't need to be depending on anything outside in the world because my sense of happiness is not there That Satyatva Buddhi has to be changed. Satyatva Buddhi, the firm belief that I will be happy someday, somewhere out there when I meet something. It is not going to happen from outside. Sanyasta Bahyartha. Sukaha Spruhaha Sun. That very idea has to be changed. Once that idea changes, can anything from the outside world ever be the cause of disturbance from within? When I don't have anything to expect from anyone, any place. Can I be disturbed from within? It is those who are anticipating some kind of return from the outside world. They will be consistently vulnerable to their own anticipations. Sanyasta become independent of that conviction. 
don't cling on to the concept that my life my happiness depends on the outside parameters because we are human beings have you did, 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 i'm sure have you watched uh, star trek there is a particular species called klingons we are human beings not klingons stop clinging on to the idea that my happiness is outside those who are clinging on to the outside parameters for their happiness do you know in sanskritam what word is used they are called paran bhuk translation of paran bhuk is parasite <laughs> see these creepers that grow on the main trunk of a tree they are eating feeding off of the tree that we are like that waiting eagerly where do i find what do i find where i can go jump on it cling on to it suck my happiness out of it can, can you get that picture in your mind i have a very good caricature mind so i am already visualizing a lot of sequences here when i'm not i know for sure my happiness is not there then i don't have any hidden agenda in dealing with the world otherwise constantly calculating now in this environment should i smile should i not smile should i should i say hi should i not say hi if i say hi will it give me what i am there is always a hidden agenda when there is no anticipation there is no hidden agenda there is no crookedness whatsoever simplicity becomes a way of life see one conviction change and how many things in life automatically fall into proper place is it that easy to change that conviction not as easy as it has been spoken about therefore in the next sentence adi shankaracharya ji says santam mahantam samupetya deshikam find it's still the same shloka find that mahantam in the third shloka we read three things are very rare what is the third thing mahapurusha samshrayah refuge under the care of a great person a noble hearted person santam mahantam samupetya deshikam so this mahantam mahan atma 
महात्मा संतम संतम अ वेरी जनरस पर्सन अ जनरस पर्सन हु डज नॉट हैव एनी हिडन एजेंडा ऑफ पर्सनल गेन फ्रॉम अस and that is why when gurudev structured the chinmaya mission there were various instances wherein people said some ji this system of guru dakshina will not work you know we have grown as a society we have changed this system has to change and he there was a, uh, a situation at once uh, the tirumala uh, temple board ttd tirumala tirupati devasthana board they said they approached gurudev in the late 90s late 80s uh, 89 around 89 90 that period they approached gurudev and said we will organize your talk in Uh, the main town not on the hill but down and they had booked a huge venue about 15 days before guru dev sent them a letter saying these are the things that are required uh, one of the things were print envelopes you know which can be distributed for guru dakshina on the last day so they immediately put it in their board and they said instead of collecting guru dakshina how about you give us the price how much ever it is it should not be a a big thing for us we should be able to fulfill your guru dakshina and guru dev stuck to his guns stuck to his principle he said Uh, that would change the equation that would change the purpose intention here so please don't force me to ask of any money from you but instead let me follow the age old tradition of guru dakshina and they disagreed they said we withdraw 15 days before they said we withdraw we will not organize if you don't comply to this the reason i know it very well it's because we we were in hyderabad and we got a letter from gurudev actually a telegram saying how many of you volunteers can join me to make this yagna in tirupati a success you have to go there organize we were like 60 70 of us jumped onto a bus and then we reached there it may not have been as grand as what uh, ttd was planning and there on the first day gurudev apologized to the ttd saying that he did not comply to their request and he said knowledge should never be given at a cost because the moment you give knowledge at a cost the one giving becomes very cheap to the one who is paying for it because it is now become a commodity and they will start expecting it rather than following a certain discipline to grow in that path 
the one who is santam they don't have a desire for making anything out of that effort just the consistency of the student to come listen that is how our entire education system was in the gurukulas no student would come up front saying that i'm paying now you teach me the moment that becomes the equation then the student does not have the right attitude towards that knowledge therefore these are the ones mahantam from what standpoint they have no hidden agenda they don't want anything for their own benefit or cause santam santam their only purpose is to bring that change of goodness that they have experienced in that sincere student that has approached them nothing less than that अज्ञानतिमीराधस्ञाजनशलाकय चक्षुन्मील तस्म श्रीगुरव नम वाय आर दे कॉल्ड सत देर कॉल्ड सत बिकॉज हू इज अ साधु दैट वन हू गेट्स डाउन टू द लेवल ऑफ द सीकर एंड लिफ्ट दैम अप to the highest standard of what they have experienced wherein they hold no responsibility towards that student to ever do anything for that student even the parents say that our love for our children is the most uh, unique one So if you analyze, you don't have other choice. You have given birth; you have to take care of them. A guru, on the other hand, has no such ties. Need not come down to the level. But what is it that brings them to the level of that student? it is their sadhutva it is their compassion and one mahatma ji describes adi shankaracharya ji in the most beautiful delicate manner he calls adi shankaracharya ji as akarana karunika Now the one who is compassionate beyond measure, without a reason, and that makes them sadhu. And what is their compassion towards? It is not to pamper the student. It is to shower that student with such compassion, so that the student is uplifted to the highest that they themselves have experienced. Nothing less than that. ज्ञाना अंजन शलाकया एंड दैट इग्नोरेंस कैन बी रिमूव्ड ओनली थ्रू नॉलेज 
and they strive to bring that knowledge, that clarity into that student. Therefore, in our tradition, we have such reverence to the entire Guru Parampara. Santam, Mahantam, Samupetya Deshikam. You approach such one and then Tena Upadishta Artha Samahit Atma. Their guidance, their advice. Tena Upadishta, that which has been advised. What is their advice? Arthavantaha, Artha, that which is the most meaningful advice. They are not like the friends who will say, try karna Now, this is not like a hit and trial method. They have already experienced it. And what is the cause for their compassion? Not long ago, they were themselves like that seeker. So they know exactly where that pain comes from. They can relate to it. Therefore, they come down to our level. And what do they bless? Samahitatma. They bless the student with the clarity, understanding, knowledge of that Atma Tattva by removing the ignorance. Therefore, the third aspect is that rare. In today's world, the word Guru has been used for everything and anything. That you become a little expert in certain things. Guru In college, if somebody had more muscle than the rest of them and they had a little sway, and they, Kyo guru? Kaise ho? they become guru. We are using this guru with a lot of sanctity here. Such guru when we find and that seekerhood is born, meaning that conviction is changed. Understand that that is the day to celebrate. That is the day of new birth of that seeker. Now, after having understood the importance of the earlier three stated. And what is the thing that is left behind? That is focused in the ninth shloka. Repeat after me. Uddhare datmanatmanam. Magnam samsara varidhau. Yoga rudhatvama sadhya. 
सम्यदर्शन निष्ठया उद्धरेद आत्मनात्मानम दिस इज टेकन स्ट्रेट फ्रॉम भगवत गीता इन द सिक्स चैप्टर ऑफ भगवत गीता भगवान सेज उद्धरेद आत्मनात्मानम न आत्मानम अवसादयेत आत्मैव ह्यात्मनो बंधु आत्मैव रिपुरात्मन वी आर अवर ओन बिगेस्ट एनिमी we can turn to become our own biggest asset friend why we have to lift ourselves by ourselves nobody else is out there responsible for our upliftment the government has to change the laws to uplift the society kuch nahi hone wala i thought the president who was earlier to the one now i used to have lot of fun when he would speak in an interview no it was a public statement hilarious who says us has a problem with uh, uh, pollution we don't have any such problems it's only that air and water is not up to the standard usi ko pollution bolte hain and the heights of it was when he was for the second term getting elected i was in this country and he was on uh, interview so the interviewer asked how are you going to develop your relationships with uh, you know iran or afghanistan uh, and do you have a dialogue with the prime minister there and he was fumbling to find an answer so the questioner the interviewer you know got down to the next level or lower level and said uh, by the way who is the prime minister of iran and he was fumbling and said ah, it's, it's not clicking in so he said who is the prime minister of something else and then it came down to canada three answers in a row he did not have answer he was getting very frustrated you could see that frustration in his face and he in turn asked the interviewer do you know so the interviewer was smart he said immaterial of the fact whether i know or not mr president sir i am not the one who is going in for an election to be the next president you are i thought that itself was heights of uh, political hilariousness and this one coming around beats it all do you think any political structure is going to bring that change 
economic structure research into that is it going to bring that change we have had democratic we have had socialistic we have had um, capitalistic we have various modules working in different parts of the world has it removed hunger poverty and disease yet to see a system which can claim that 100% there was one swami ji that came very first time to us so i was taking him to a and he saw this and he was like appalled with seeing that uh, person standing there you know, holding that banner and the banner read i don't have a car to drive like you standing in the sun whole day can i have a dollar so that i can have a cold beer and he was like khada to gali mein he's just coming from india and reading that it was quite upsetting for him he said khada to gali mein hai aur seedha chahiye beer peene ko he was shocked he, it, i thought uh, that you know begging happens only in india it happens even in this country don't we have there are all these systems that are there whether it is for the outside upliftment or the inside spiritual upliftment it can happen only when i am committed towards that uddhared atmana atmanam committed to lift myself up by my own self if the outside help happens it's a bonus but i cannot keep waiting for someone from outside to come and make that change we missing aayega aayega aane wala somebody will come to bring that change the scriptures are very clear that someone is none but one's own self lift oneself from where samsara varidhau samsara varidhau getting caught up in the deluge of samsara now samsara is not some kind of a Uh, mystical thing out there samsara means my own wrong conviction my own superimposed projections and who can get out of it only i can put that effort to grow out of it how he says योगारूढ़ आसाध्य 
आरूढ़ आरूढ़ गेटिंग अ फर्म ग्रिप ऑन वॉट योग वेन दी वेस्टर्नर्स गेट कंफ्यूज बाय द वर्ड योग आई गिव दम बेनिफिट ऑफ डाउट दो दे मे क्लेम क्रिस्टियन योग जूइश योग हैव यू सीन दोज बैनर्स ऑन सिक्स थर्टी फाइव देर अबाउट टू थ्री इयर्स अगो वी इवन ऑफर जूइश योग हद कर दी यार Yoga is not even there in your vocabulary, and now you want to claim that it was Jewish or Christian yoga. And there are enough uh, so-called uh, uh, spiritual businessmen who even claim, saying that uh, oh, yoga has got nothing to do with Hinduism. चोपरा इवन दोज पीपल गेट कंफ्यूज विथ दैट वर्ड आई कैन अंडरस्टैंड बट नॉट अ फेलो हिंदू बिकॉज इवन फॉर अस इट हैज कम डाउन टू अ पॉइंट वेर इन फॉर अस योगा मीन्स टू डू एक्सरसाइज sometimes i pull you know practical pranks so this very sincere person he came and said swami ji do you teach yoga in uh, in your ashram I said yes what are the timings so i said 9 to 10:30 is one session then 11:30 to 1 is the second session then uh, 2 to 3:30 is the third session 4:30 to 6 is the last session. Oh wow, one and a half hours. Said, yes. So the next day he came in. 11:30 to 1. He was in his sweatpants, a yoga mat, and he came in. It was like packed. Adults sitting there, kids sitting there. He was amused for first half hour because they were having. chanting and their class presentations and uh, they were singing bhajans he was quite a little impressed the first half hour there were prayers and other things happening so the children left and as soon as they left in that corner he found uh, he opened his mat and he was spreading that mat and nobody moved and he felt a little awkward wound it up and sat with a little gap there and he sat on i started speaking and he was like getting impatient ki ab shuru hoga yoga yoga will start now and it never started so he was from being amused to he started getting irritated impatient and irritated so one and a half hour done and then i got up and said but so me where is yoga i said we just finished it said what what we had was gnana yoga i said and he was not amused with my practical he said not that kind of yoga the exercise 
I said, do you know that even in the Patanjali Yoga Sutras, which has given us the, uh, it is not called yoga. It is called asana. In the Ashtanga Yoga, yama, niyama, asana, pranayama. Where is yoga there? And because it is also one of the methods to purify and unite oneself with the, the core within, it is called Yogasana. But we have this habit of cutting it short. The main part is left out. It is to be called as Asana. Your misunderstanding or ignorance about it is not my fault. Yoga Rudhatvam Asadhyaya Here yoga does not mean the asana. There are four main streams of yoga. Karma, Bhakti, Jnana, Dhyana. And if I have to add the fifth one, it would be called as Raja Yoga. In that Raja Yoga, one of the components is asana. So five, yoga rudhatvam asadhya, understanding these different paths and again understand it comprehensively because there are people who go and say that, oh, our, I'm belonging to this spiritual organization and we believe in bhakti yoga. So what do you believe in? I have a same answer for them. I don't believe in retail business. I believe in wholesale business. See, let me give you an example. Do you all go to the gym or have you been to a gym? I quickly changed my question. Present continuous may not be a good answer. But have you been to a gym? So there are exercises for upper body, there are exercises for mid torso, there are exercises for lower body, right? First to reduce, then to tone and then to shape. What do you call a person who focuses only on the right hand biceps? Every day sincerely goes there, morning and evening only does the rest of the body is like agarbatti and the biceps and triceps are swollen up like popeye have you seen that cartoon that he uh, pops in that uh, spinach and suddenly the muscle swells up and this fellow's muscle is swelled up how is the rest of the body it doesn't match that. What do you call such person? In my vocabulary, I call that person a caricature. You know, when you visit these uh, picnic spots or uh, places to visit, there are these painters and sketched artists. 
So you sit there for five minutes and they draw a sketch. It's supposed to look like us. What do they do? They accentuate certain aspects of how we look. You know, if the nose is the, the, the prominent aspect of the face, they'll have the nose really big and the rest of the face or the teeth or the ears. There's something that they accentuate. So such, you know, sketch are called a cartoon version of our real self. And if there is a person who does only exercise of one limb, it is not a cartoon expression, he becomes the cartoon. Similarly, if you understand the example of exercise, that a comprehensive understanding of exercise is when you dedicate to all aspects of muscle groups and you do enough exercise to comprehensively build and tone your body. Fair enough and understand. Similarly, when we talk of spiritual relevance, our human personality is researched and found that we are in these following layers at a physical level, at a body level, one layer of personality. What you see is what you get. Physical, Bhautika Kaya, the body structure. The next layer is called the emotional layer. Or the mind. Third layer is called the intellectual layer. The buddhi, the seat of decisions. And the fourth layer is called the layer of spiritual core. The core of our existence. How many layers? Four layers. In each one of these layers, we have absolutely no control. Do we have a control over our body? What do I mean by that? Can you sleep at will and wake up at will? When you say you have control over your car, when you turn the ignition on, it turns on. When you turn it off, it turns off. With respect to this body, a simple test. Can you wake up and sleep at will? I mean, not during my class. In other times. When we sit for eating, do we have control as to not overeat or undereat? Maintain the discipline of timing. Physical level. Mind, never under control. Decisions, constantly wobbling, constantly changing. So to fine-tune oneself at all these levels, 
so that I'm not just a positive productive individual, but I'm also the individual who through these methods can connect to the core within. So to fine tune oneself at the physical level is called karma yoga. To fine tune oneself at the emotional level is called bhakti yoga. To fine tune oneself at the intellectual level is called jnana yoga. Having fine tuned these three, when I have enough control and accessibility over my own self, then when I sit on the seat of meditation to find my own core and firmly abide in it, that is called Dhyana Yoga. We may choose to start from any one of these. But not to neglect the other. So what is a comprehensive system? Wherein you apply karma, bhakti, jnana. All in equal measures. See when there is an Indian thali that you order. Everything is there. You may choose to start from the sweet. Or you may choose to end with the sweet. But imagine if you have to eat same dal chawal morning, afternoon, evening. Ask your children. How is their reaction? Again, dal. They don't want. You need to put all of them in picture and in a proportionate manner focus equal time to grow parallelly in all these three. Karma, Bhakti, Jnana. One of them can be a predominant feature, but it does not exclude the rest of the path. So comprehensively understanding the yoga, Arudha, focusing consistent effort on it, Samyag Darshana Nishthaya. With that advice given by the Santam Mahantam, by the Guru, apply these methods of yoga in our day-to-day -day life. So that Samyak Darshana Nishthaya, that clarity, that conviction is our second nature. It becomes that way. That there is absolutely no more doubts left in that path. That Darshana Nishtha, that clarity and the firmness in that clarity. And sometimes our own life and experiences test our own clarity. It is called Sthamba Nyaya. See, when on August 15th or January 26th, we had to hoist the flag. So, in the backyard of the school somewhere, there will be this huge pole. Those two days, we will pull it out. Maybe on the sports day as well. So we pull that pole out. 
and then there is a designated spot we dig a two feet or two and a half feet big hole and then with 10-15 people put that pole straight have you ever uh, fixed a pole a good you know 18-20 feet tall pole you cannot just fill in uh, sand there and expect it to stand there how do you make it firm there you throw in rocks and then take the crowbar and pulverize it in now what is the test the strongest one there holds on to the pole and what do they do shake it up vigorously if it does not move then it has passed the test right similarly if the clarity that i have gained the first experience that i stumble upon the clarity gets completely thrown off and i am again confused Are, i thought i knew what, what what should i do now if that is the kind of confusion it it happens initially that is how we begin how many of you learnt car driving after coming into this country i knew car driving back in india so i had more problem than most of you as the person who gave me the car i said i know car driving i can even drive stick shift i said so this person gave me the keys i said chalo dikhao so reverse the car confident that person oh, chalo aata hai isko like he knows so i took it on to the devonport and get there and now there are three lanes to exit out of devonport into sorry exit out of devonport into frankfurt at that time there were only two lanes i'm talking way back then and there are already two cars waiting for the signal and this person thought i was going into this lane or that lane i was deciding so i was right in the middle and i was getting too close to both those vehicles right in the middle that swami ji that lane or this lane so i looked at him don't worry i can squeeze in between that amma flipped so he said you can squeeze can the car squeeze in this is not india you have to follow the lane my biggest trouble learning was to drive in a lane driving in india we never follow lane we don't even follow the lane direction let alone lane then you say you are you have you know, after a certain practice you say you become expert you have to go give a test i tell you they are the brave ones if i were to sit for that kind of a job i would have quit by the second day you know what kind of crazy people come to give test whether they have learned not learned practiced not practiced and they have to stake their life along with them on the open road
so when i'm learning and i say my expertise is in the parking lot you are not an expert baba so they give you a what you call learner's permit go practice initially when the speed limit says 40 were you hitting 40 very slowly everybody is racing by you and you are very carefully very precariously driving it and one of those when you become little confident straight take to the freeway huh everybody is going that was initial after you become an expert you don't want to use these lanes you want to always be on that freeway why no signal nothing it has a higher speed level for which you have to master it and how does mastery come as bhagwan says in bhagavad gita abhyase na tu kaunteya constant practice like in the car i cannot say i'll just practice the wheel i'll practice the gear later no the wheel with the gear on the road being conscious of all aspects of it put together so karma bhakti gnana dhyana all of it has to culminate so that process has to be understood and then put it into practice now what kind of practice are we talking about that he says in the next shlokas we'll see tomorrow as i said these are 585 shlokas and the first 100 i am not planning to rush through these 100 shlokas so i am not in a rush to finish the text i am more focused on getting the clarity of the application aspect of it so the dates for then i mean tomorrow also we are going to meet but every month we'll be having one week sometimes in the second week sometimes in the third week like because like you know in october if i were to conduct this in second week i cannot because there is navaratri so sometimes i have to give priority to that celebration or sometimes i have a travel but invariably one week in the month it would have been good if we had known you know first week or last week there are it it is not that easy to ascertain the week but for the rest of the year the dates have been already announced and scheduled so if you can take time and go through the schedule i mean we have the calendar posted on our website and mark down the dates and accordingly plan your different activities that you have started that you don't miss on the next and you have already a heads up for 
एंटायर इयर लॉन्ग कैलेंडर यू हैव टू जस्ट अलाइन इट सो दैट विल बेनिफिट ऑन अ लॉन्ग टर्म लर्निंग प्रोसेस जस्ट गिविंग यू अड्स अप ऑन दैट ओम शांत शांत शांति हरि ओम श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओम